Welcome to Happy Inside. It's Michelle. And your ticket to freedom is right here. Because you know all that stress and anxiety that you're experiencing and all the thoughts and worries and overwhelm you have about your gut symptoms and health and food, not to mention the effect this has on your entire life, right? Well, we're talking about and breaking through all of that right here so you can have a life that's full and free. If there was another pandemic on the way, or in fact, already happening, it would be this. Anxiety, a lack of feeling safe, of steadiness and stillness. It is everywhere and it's increasing, in my opinion. So... If that is the case, then maybe we want to understand why. But also, how do we overcome that? And how do we actually bring ourselves into feeling safe? How do we feel secure? How do we feel that we are standing firmly on the ground and not blown over by all the things that are happening? You know, anxiety's been around, of course, for a long time. Essentially, anxiety is uh, anticipatory thinking. So it's future-based thinking. It's worrying about things that haven't happened or that could happen or that might happen. Uh, And it's always future-based. It's never really in the present moment. Because in the present moment, there is no anticipation. That's how that works. So the anxiety has been around. Of course, you would know it through generations and generations of your own family. But it is definitely on the rise and fast-tracking itself as we live through more and more technology, as the world is racing ahead. And the problem is not that the world is racing ahead. It's that we are trying to keep up with it. Now, of course, there's anxiety that comes from our early experiences in life. You know, we may have learnt anxiety from family members, from parents. We may have become anxious because of the way, um, you know, we were treated growing up. So we've learnt to be hypervigilant, we've learnt to worry about ourselves, we've learnt to, you know, obsess over how we say something or do something and to ruminate on on what already happened. There's many reasons, you know, that anxiety can be there. It can be there from trauma. And we also think it's worth understanding that the way that life is lived now creates anxiety. So even if you don't have terrible experiences growing up or you didn't experience any traumatic events, then just the very act of being a human being that's alive and functioning now in this modern world is enough to produce a decent amount of anxiety. And I could never go into all the reasons why, but 
overarching is essentially technology. You know, we've moved away from the basics of human connection. Uh, We've moved away from being present. You know, as I mention these, my mind goes back to not only my own childhood, but movies that are set back in those times. If we just look at some basic things, we didn't have mobile telephones. So when we left the house to go to school, to go to work, uh, to go to you know, a sporting activity, to go and see our friends, to walk down to the shops, well then that's all that we were doing. Our attention and our focus was in the present moment on those activities. But now, of course, it's not. You know, our phone is constantly beeping, we're scrolling through, you know, Facebook. We can't possibly sit on the bus and just look out the window. You know, there's this incessant need to have information coming at us all the time. You know, we're available all the time. Uh, Others are available all the time. We're not as resilient as we used to be where we couldn't contact somebody by phone, you know, so we had to just wait. We couldn't leave a message even before we had um, answering machines. We couldn't leave a message. We just had to wait a few hours and call them back or we had to wait until the next day. But if you are a young person now, you know, you don't have the experience of that to recall, you know, from your early life that I do, for example. And so there's definitely that reduced resilience. And even though I had half of my life without technology and, well, probably less than half, and the rest of my life with technology, the grace I have is I can I can call upon my early experiences and remember what it's like to just be in the present moment and not have to be switched on and available and vigilant to everything and everyone at every second of the day. That's not how we're meant to function to be vigilant and switched on and available to everyone and everything every second of the day. We're not designed to do that. When we lived back in tribes, we didn't do that either. We were busy doing our jobs and we were paying attention to the jobs. We weren't listening to radios and podcasts and music and all, you know, on the phone at the same time, we were doing the task at hand. We were washing something. We were you know, um, grinding something, we were cooking something, we were speaking with others, we were tending to the children or the baby, and that's it, one thing at a time. So there's a lot that we've lost, a lot that we've lost. And I'm here to tell you we're not going to catch up. We are not, we can't. You know, biologically, we can't catch up as fast as technology is moving us. So the only opportunity we have is to choose how we engage with the modern world. And 
part of that is to be aware of ourselves. How does something make me feel? Even if you don't have an early experience where there was no phone, there was no technology, it's still your responsibility now to ask yourself the question. You know, when I pick up my phone and I'm constantly strolling through social media, if I can't even sit on the bus or even walk to the shop without having my phone, what's going on there? What level of discomfort or agitation is within me that I need to have this constant distraction or this constant input. And they, those questions, they all come back to feeling safe. Because when you are constantly pulled around and your attention isn't here and present and you don't have the capacity to come in and pay attention and just be here in this moment, then it means you don't have the capacity to be with yourself. And if you don't have the capacity to be with yourself, then how do you have the capacity to look after yourself when something distressing happens, you don't. And that's the problem with, you know, the younger generations now with technology. There's very little capacity for that. And it's really sad. So how to feel safe, really? How do you really get yourself feeling content and settled and grounded and still. How do you do that? You come back to yourself. You come to yourself. Come home to yourself. Spend time with yourself. Spend time being curious about who you are. Spend time talking to yourself, soothing yourself, encouraging yourself. Really spend time with yourself. A lot of anxiety is a lack of ability to do that. Because when you can come back and pause here with yourself, And the pausing is pausing physically, pausing mentally, pausing emotionally. When you can have agency over those thoughts, then you can have agency over the feelings. And that is a deeply empowered feeling. To know that you can come and just sit and be with yourself. That's where the safety is. Because you might have the experience, if you haven't really delved into it this far, that when you try and sit with yourself, what actually happens is that you have an overwhelm of feelings and thoughts. Or thoughts actually come first, so thoughts and then feelings. 
And so what you've perceived there is that sitting in stillness or quietness with yourself is actually distressing. But that's not quite right. Sitting with yourself in presence and stillness is sitting with what's here. It's not letting those thoughts move around and worry and anticipate and get distressed about feeling uncomfortable or what's going to come up or what might I feel that I don't want to feel or what can I handle, what can I face. When you sit down into stillness and you have all of that, you're not in stillness. You're in anxiety. You're in thought. And so we need to be factual about that. That's not comfortable. And, of course, you will activate difficult feelings in you if that's where your mind is going. But there's a step after that. So it's actually learning how to move through that, but to really come in and be present. The present moment is only what is happening here through your senses, what you can see, hear, feel, smell. What's the last one? Taste. Is that right? (laughs) It's those things. So the information that's coming in through your senses is the present moment. Anything else is a thought. So right now, There's a microphone in front of me. There is a computer screen in front of me with the audio program and I can see the timer running, you know, as the seconds and the minutes go by. I can't hear anything because I have headphones on. I can feel my body on the chair and my feet on the surface. If I look to my right, I can see my dog laying on the floor. That's it. You know, there's light in the room, there's a light in front of me. My present moment is only that. That's it. Anything else is a thought. So if I think about what's going on in my life, or if I think about um, this podcast and publishing this podcast, that's not this present moment. That's the future. That's a thought about something. It's not really what's happening here. So what's happening here is just all that I've described. And guess what? There's nothing wrong with that. Might be a bit bland, might be a bit boring, but there's no distress in that. It just is. It's just those things that I can see and feel and experience around me. And that's it. And that's where we want to bring you because that's where you feel safe. To know that coming into stillness in yourself is the safest place that you can be. You can't imagine the experience of contentment that comes through that. It's profound. Because if your sense of safety is outside you, if it requires you to grasp and to seek, that's not safety. But it is when it's within you. When you can sit and be with yourself, then you've mastered a lot. You've really conquered a lot. And I will say that it can be hard if you don't have the right instruction to do that. 
if you don't even have this background information, if you just sit down and think, okay, I'm just going to sit here and be with myself for 15 minutes. But if actually what happens is you sit down with that intention, but your mind rattles off all the worries that you've been packing to the side or sweeping under the rug, you know, and if all these come into your awareness, then you experience distress about that. There's a different way to be with that to get a different response, which is really about awareness of those thoughts, but that they are thoughts, they are not your reality. In this moment, they're not the present moment. They're a thought that you're having in this present moment. And so there's a separation from them, a space in between you and the thought. And anxiety has very little space. Very difficult to, you know, to feel that. But the goal is to create it, is to find a way to build that in. And you owe that to yourself. You deserve it because it's just a habitual patterned behavior at the end of the day. It can be changed. And that's what I'd like you to know. There is a better way of being. There is greater ease. There is greater safety. You know, there is a contentment. Imagine feeling that way. And you can imagine feeling that way because it's possible. And I can make that possible for you. <laughs>